Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 156 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I'm excited for today's episode. We're talking about basically how to get customers for your business, which is one of the things that I truly love talking about more than anything else. I love helping you to improve your website. I love helping you improve your email marketing, um, website conversion, email marketing, making passive income in an e-commerce business. These are some of my areas of expertise. I feel like I have a lot of areas that I do consider myself more in the expert area of. However, I'm also a ninja at getting customers. I didn't use advertising in my business and I grew my business to multi six figures. Um, I had thousands of happy customers over the years and I never used advertising. And People always ask me, like, how the hell did you get customers? What did you do? And I did a lot of things, okay? And I did a lot of marketing. However, today I want to talk about just, like, not only how to get customers, but just how to get customers that are, like, ready to buy. Like, they're going to buy from you, and you've set up all the things, and you're making it a no-brainer for them to buy for you. So let's dive into it. When it comes to an e-commerce store, like the biggest thing that you're trying to do is make it idiot proof for the customer to buy from you. You're going to make it easy. That's why everyone buys from Amazon. It's like click, click, click. Products already on the way to the house. You need to be better than Amazon and you need to make it easy for people to buy. But that's not the only thing it, it takes for people to buy from you. Like they have to discover you. They have to see like what you're selling. They have to do all the things. And it's almost like you walk into a Target and you kind of know, okay, I'm going to go to the women's section. I'm going to look at leggings. I also want to get earrings, but I also realized, shit, I need to get a bottle of Prosecco because I need some drinks for tonight. And then you go to the food section. Everything is really, really laid out and easy to find. And you have to create that same experience for your customer, except for your online store. So it's not just about like driving traffic. It's about driving traffic. It's about your customer um, trusting you. So creating a lot of trust in the website. Um, it's about social proof, lifestyle images. Like there's just so many parts to getting a customer to buy from you. So let's kind of talk about how to get customers that are ready to buy. So grab your coffee, grab your wine. It's going to be a good episode. Okay. So the first thing that I think is really, really important to get customers ready to buy from you is you have to have like this omni-channel, omni-presence marketing. Like people have to find you. People have to know that you exist. 
And it's not enough just to be on one channel. And I talk about this pretty much every friggin' podcast that you're probably like, Carrie, we get it. Stop repeating yourself. If you're only focusing on Instagram or only focusing on TikTok, you're missing opportunity. Like that's without a doubt. Like you are losing money every day because you are not doing other things to get marketing and visibility for your business. And I will say that like with full certainty, you are losing money in your business every single day. Um, You need to do more things. You know, you need to have social media, social media. You need to be on Instagram. If you want to be on TikTok, cool. Um, If you do things like, again, I don't tell you that you have to do advertising, but if you do do like retargeting ads, those are great because someone has already went to the website, went to your Instagram, and then you're retargeting them with like a UGC video or something like that. So again, I'm not saying that you have to do ads, but retargeting ads are a really, really way for credibility and for people that have already, um, you know, gone to the website or gone to your Instagram, your ad will pop up and they're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that brand. Or like, oh yeah, I was just on that website yesterday. Funny. How did they know? <laughs> um, and things like that. Um, you know, sending out email campaigns. So when someone like someone isn't just finding you on one place, they're sort of seeing you on an email. They're seeing you like your blog posts. They're seeing you on Pinterest. They're seeing you on Instagram. Um, you have to be in more than one place. So like this whole omni-channel, omnipresence marketing is really, really important. People have to know about you. People have to see you multiple times. There's all these stats that say someone has to see your stuff like eight to 10 times before they actually buy from you. And I know a lot of you are like, well, God, I did one Instagram reel and I didn't get any sales or like, oh God, I did one blog post and geez, nothing came of that. Or like I sent product to an influencer and nothing happened after, you know, it takes a lot of times for people to see you, you know, it takes time for people to see you, to think about buying from you and all that kind of stuff. So I've talked about this many times before on the podcast, but it's always a good reminder that it does take time for people to buy from you. So keep showing up. And I'm not saying that you have to be in every single platform. You don't, but if you are on multiple places, it's going to help your visibility. The second thing, this is something that I talk about a lot. How are you talking about your product? You know, how are you marketing your product? Are you talking about the features? Are you talking about the benefits? Are you talking about something else? I'm not sure. But the biggest mistake I see people making is they are, they're like, oh, here's my product. Like, here's my candle. Buy it. You know, or like here, buy my, um, buy this like little pink hair clip. They're not talking, people oftentimes don't talk about like the why, why, why you should buy it, how it will help you, how it will help you with how you feel. What's the transformation? How does it help you get from A to B? How does it help resolve pain points? You know, like you have to talk about your product in those way. People don't need more products. What people need is a solution to their problems. So that's how you have to talk about your product. If you're selling a candle, you know, maybe you're selling an hour of time at the end of the day after a busy mom has just like wanting to rip her hair out because she's been to work all day. She spilled coffee on her shirt, like kind of like that scene from Bad Moms, you know, in the beginning where the uh, Mila Kunis is like 
I forget what the hell happens, but she's like driving to work. She spills coffee all over herself. Her dog gets vertigo. She gets pasta on her shirt. She shows up to, uh, I think she drops her kid off late for school. And then she shows up to, I don't know if she got fired from her job at that point, but then she shows up to the school meeting and the lady says something about like, I don't know, something about the bake sale and how, maybe, no, that's not it. I think she asks the girl to be part of like the school committee or something. And she says, no, anyway, I feel like I'm rambling here, but the point is, is that, you know, you're selling that time, like that hour of personal self-care time to a busy mom who's just gotten her ass beat all day. That's what your candle is actually selling. You're not really selling the candle, you know, because anyone, as you know, if you do some candles, I know I have a lot of candle people here. Um, People can literally go to Amazon and buy a candle for five bucks or go to home goods and buy a candle for $5. Why should they buy your $30 candle, you know, or even more than $30? I bought a bunch of candles over the holidays and I, I spent quite a bit on all of them. And for me, it's worth it because I want, I bought them for gifts. So I, I care about like supporting small brands. I care about packaging. I care about how things look, but you know, when you're selling to a regular consumer, you have to think about what you're actually selling and you're likely not selling that transformation. You're not selling that pain point. You're not setting the tone for the customer. You're not using storytelling. You know, if you sell candles and you have like this beautiful video on your website of a person like going to, let's say they go into the bathroom, they're wearing a bathrobe. Maybe they take their hair and put it up in like a banana clip. Um, they have a face mask on, maybe they have like a book sitting on a table and they like, you can tell they're, and then they light the candle and then they start running the bathtub. Like imagine that on your website. And then maybe the call to action underneath is like, grab your one, grab your hour of self-care with our candles, something like that. Like that's powerful. People will instantly be like, Oh, I like, I need that. You know what I mean? rather than just a picture of a candle and like buy my candle. So you have to really think about how you're selling your product and always come back to who's my ideal customer and what is what problem does my product solve? What's the pain point that it helps with? What's the transformation and how does the product make you feel? And I've used this example multiple times about like how uh, when we were looking at a car this year, we were looking at... I really, I've always wanted a Mini Cooper. I love Mini Coopers, but then we test drove a couple of Mini Coopers and they just kind of like didn't work out. And then we were thinking and we're like, oh, like, I was like, I really always wanted a Jeep Wrangler. Like I love Jeep Wranglers. I've wanted one since high school. And I remember the first day we went and test drove a Jeep Wrangler and I just like sat in the car and it was just like this feeling of like being on an adventure. And I was like, this is the car that like, this is the car that I want. I want a car that makes me feel like I'm going on this big adventure in life rather than, you know, oh, I want a minivan, you know, and nothing against my minivan moms here. Okay. All the love <laughs> to the minivan moms, but like, I just didn't want that. And every time I drive that damn Jeep, I, it like, there is a feeling when I get in that car, I have, so me, my family, we have a Toyota RAV4. I love Toyota, but something about the Jeep. I get in, especially in the summer, we can take the top off. We've only had it for this past year. Um, like, like we, so for my birthday, we rented a, like a house on the waterfront 
at this place called Vashon Island in Washington. It's like absolutely beautiful. And I brought the paddle board and I literally had the paddle board like sitting out of the back of the Jeep with the top off. And it was just like, oh, like I just felt so free for a little bit of time while I drove in this car. Cause I literally not only was going on an adventure, but I just truly like embodied that person going on this fun adventure in my car. And if you are selling a car or a paddle board, like that's the kind of thing you want to sell. You're not selling a fucking car. You're selling the adventure. You're selling how someone feels driving the car. It's exactly the reason why people that buy like a BMW or like a luxury car, you're selling like the status, the feeling. You're not really selling the car. And this, this like, um, what's it called? This strategy can be applied to any product, any freaking product that you sell. It's all about the feeling. If you sell jewelry, for example, you know, like, are you selling jewelry or are you selling a feeling like confidence, how someone can feel better about themselves when they put on those gold hoop earrings? You know, and I'm wearing my, actually, I took mine off. Sorry. I was recording a podcast earlier and I did have my little gold hoops on that I wear um, pretty much every day. But I swear to God, every time I put those little gold hoop earrings on, I feel better. Like I feel more confident in myself. If you are a jewelry brand, that's what you're selling. You know, you're selling like, okay, we make gold hoops or gold bangles or whatever it is, but you're actually selling the feeling. So Always, always, always keep that in mind. If you want ready to buy customers, focus on the transformations, the problems that your product solves, the feelings, and you market your product accordingly. Um, the third thing that I want to focus on is, this is an important one, is you have to keep in touch with your customers. Like if your customers don't hear from you, they're not going to buy from you. And one thing that I hear from you loud and clear is a lot of you want help with email marketing, whether it's your campaigns each month, whether it is getting like done for you emails done and keep your ears peeled because I have something coming out for all of you when it comes to email marketing that I'm going to be announcing very soon. And I'm super excited about it, but like you need some help with email marketing. I, I hear it from like 90% of people that kind of come my way. So campaigns, your automations, your email automations aren't really actually converting into sales. And if they're not like, that's a really important area that you should be focused on to improve. So you have to stay in touch with your customers to get them to want to buy from you. So weekly emails, in my opinion, is, is a necessity, like not emailing your audience once a month, not emailing your audience once a quarter. I mean, I know some of you aren't even emailing your audience like for the whole year. And then you're like, oh, well, I have 200 people on my email list, but they're not buying from me. Well, that's because they haven't heard from you. They're, they, they, you're not top of mind, you know? So if you want ready to buy customers, you have to keep in touch. And the easiest, easiest way, I, I, I swear, like, I believe email marketing is the easiest money that you can make in your e-commerce business, like by far. And it literally takes the least amount of time. And I know you're spending so much time on Instagram, so much time on TikTok, and you're not focusing on email marketing. And you can literally spend, I don't even know, maybe one hour per month, maybe a little bit more for the whole month and make consistent money because you're growing your email list, you're nurturing your email list, you're getting people to open from you. Um, if you're only emailing your list, 
like once in a while when you're having a sale, that's not enough. You know, you're not nurturing them at all. So keeping in touch is super important way to get people ready to buy from you. And the other thing too is, you know, leveraging social media. So social media is still keeping in touch. Like you're posting, you're sharing stories, you're sharing um, product launches that are coming out. You're sharing, I forget if I already said social proof, which I'll talk about in a second um, when it comes to your website and things like that. But you've got to be sharing about your product, your brand, sharing your stories over and over and over. Um, And I already said retargeting ads, but if you are doing ads, retargeting ads are a really, really good way just to remind your customers like, I'm still here, like buy my product. So this is the biggest thing. I'm not going to go into too much detail on um, keeping in touch because I have a lot of episodes on email marketing and all that, but it's a no brainer. You know, even if you just start really small and simple with like simple little emails a couple of times per month, if you want some help with email marketing um, before I announce some offers that we have coming your way. Um, you can grab my email marketing toolkit. You can grab the link in the show notes below, but I literally give you um, my email workflow templates. You can um, plug and play into your own email marketing software. And I give you 115 email subject lines and prompts. It's like an incredible resource for 29 bucks. Grab it. You can make a lot of money from it. Okay. And then the last thing that we're going to cover for this episode, this is actually going to be a short episode. I know I always say it's going to be short and then I'm like rambling on for an hour. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to give you just like four, four solid ways to think about getting ready to buy customers. Okay. The last thing is your website. So we haven't talked about your website, but if your website stinks, you're not going to have ready to buy customers, you know, um, people, people that go to your website, if they're not, if they don't trust you, they're not going to buy. So a few things you can do to get people to trust you. So they buy from you. Um, I'm going to say three key things here. One social proof. So social proof is real and it matters when you have like testimonials, when you have reviews, um, people will buy from you. So testimonials matter. Reviews matter. If you have a app, there's a million of them. You can just go to Shopify, type review app into the little search bar, and you'll find a ton of review apps you can, you can choose. So I'm not going to go into too many, too much detail on which ones to choose, choose one and like move on. Um, but review apps are amazing. Usually it's automated. Like once someone buys from you, there's a little app that will go out and say, did you like this product? Or like, you know, Hey Susan, what did you think of the product? And then it will prompt you to leave a review. And that review either goes on the person's website or the product pages, depending on which app you use, you can choose where the reviews go. I really like the reviews that just go like the same reviews go on all the different product pages. So sometimes that can be frustrating, especially if it's like for clothing or um, like beauty products. I think if you have a apparel company or boutique or beauty, then it's good to have specific reviews for specific product pages. But I think otherwise, I think it's okay just to have like, um, I don't want to use the word generic, but kind of, it's like kind of generic reviews on the pages. I think it's okay. You know, I think it's okay to do that, but 
they matter. Like they truly, truly matter. And like, think about your own purchasing behaviors. I know for me, whenever I'm going to use like going out to eat for an example, whenever I'm like, where should I go get some food or something? I go to Google maps. I type in like restaurant, coffee shop, whatever. And then I immediately like look at the options and then I read the reviews. And if someone has, um, if someone has like a hundred percent five star, I think that's good. There are statistics that show that if you do have like a hundred percent five star, people actually don't trust you because they think it's like not real. So just keep that in mind. It's okay to have some bad reviews. It, it is okay. Um, but a good balance is like mostly amazing reviews and then sprinkled in like a couple crappy ones. I think that's like best case scenario. Cause then it feels a little bit more real, but, um, like for me, I'll go through. And if it's like a lot of bad reviews, I won't eat there, you know? And I do that for a lot of things. I always read reviews, especially if I'm buying something from Amazon. That's the first thing I do is go and scroll through reviews. Like what are people saying? Um, and things like that. So reviews matter. Um, I really like testimonials. I really like, um, in particular, websites that have reviews or testimonials with Im- like human images. So it's not just like a quote from your grandmother. It's like an actual human, maybe even throwing in like an Instagram handle. So like it just, it just makes you trust more. Like trust is one of the most important things for a website because like you're you're literally asking someone to give you their credit card information, you know? So trust is really important, probably more than you're like giving it credit for. And then um, the last thing I want to talk about is your product pages. So arguably the most important parts of a website are like your hero image on your homepage and then your product pages. Because I think on your hero image, if someone doesn't like what they see, they're not going to keep scrolling. And then on your product pages, um, these are how people are going to buy from you. If your product pages suck, they're not going to buy. So when it comes to product pages, my two big things are images and description. Of course, that's, that is what a product page is. So when it comes to your descriptions, how can you weave in storytelling? You know, how can you weave in a story and a brand that does this really, really, really well. I was just looking at their website um, a couple of days ago is Bayou with love and it's B-A-Y-O-U with love. So they're one of the brands I use as examples pretty often. And because their marketing is amazing, they have beautiful, impeccable lifestyle images. And they really do a great job using storytelling when they describe their products. They don't just say here, buy my fucking $400 ring. They weave in the story behind the ring. Like what's what, like why the name matters, how the product was made. Um, they do a beautiful job of storytelling and that's how people like, that's how they get people to literally whip out a credit card and buy a couple hundred dollar product without seeing it. And like jewelry is one of those things, especially like real jewelry that's expensive. Most, most people go into a shop, like they want to take the ring out, try it on, look at the bracelet, like look at it in different lighting, make sure it's real. Um, so yeah, like, historically, that's how people used to buy jewelry. Now people would just buy whatever online. So storytelling is super important. Adding key selling points. So again, if if your product is like handcrafted, handmade, made in the USA, 
make sure that's on your product page, like front and center. Those are things that get people to buy. And when it comes to your images, lifestyle. Lifestyle images all the way. They are the way to go. They will sell the crap out of your product every single time. So a mistake that I see people making all the time on their websites is they don't have enough images of the product. There's not enough angles. Because again, like think about yourself going into a shop. You can pick up a bracelet. You can look at it really, really close. You can touch it. You can see how it feels in your skin. You can like hold it. You have to take all those senses and turn that into an online listing. You know, so you have to use storytelling, but with photos, you can do really, really zoomed in photos. You can have video, you know, ideally you should be using video. That's a different story here, but using video, if you use Shopify 2.0, you can put video on product pages. Now it's such a no brainer. Um, you want to be doing those things. That's going to really get people to buy from you because they, they get a better understanding of your product, what it looks like, and they can picture themselves wearing it, using it, et cetera. So those are my four biggies when it comes to creating ready to buy customers for your business. I mean, these are things that, you know, some of them might be challenging for you to implement. Some of them you might already have implemented, but you just, it's like a reminder to like work on some of them. But these are things that are going to get people to buy from you. People have to see you. They have to see you on different places. So the omni-channel, omnipresence marketing, they have to trust you. So social proof on your website, they have to see how your product works, how it looks, like bringing that in-person sensation on your website through lifestyle images, storytelling, product descriptions. Um, you have to keep in touch with your customers. You know, they have to think about you. They have to see your emails pop through. So this is related to like the omni-channel marketing, but, you know, keeping in touch with your customers through email marketing, social proofs, retargeting ads, um, and then just how you're talking about your product. You're probably selling your product like, buy my candle, buy my candle, but you're not selling them the story. You're not selling them the transformation of why they should use your product, like why they should buy yours and not someone from Amazon. So I hope you love this episode. I love talking about customer acquisition in kind of a, you know, scrappy way, but also a practical way. Like all these tips I'm sharing today, these are practical things. You know, anyone can do any of these things, but you always have to come back to who's my ideal customer? How am I like positioning my brand compared to other people? Am I keeping in touch with my customers? Am I marketing in a good way? And if you are, you're probably getting sales. And I am giving you a big cheers right now. All right, my friends, I will see you next week on next week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.